When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 28. This week, we are not going to do a spill the tea sesh because my guest, Shira Weiss, is going to be spilling all sorts of tea from her interviews that she's done with so many Bravo celebrities, from people on Southern Charm to Below Deck Med to Real Housewives of New York. They just keep coming. So enjoy. This is a great episode. Hi, everyone. I am here with a very special guest who I'm so, so excited to interview, Shira Hirschman-Weiss. Hi, Shira. Hi, how are you? Good. So Shira has worked for over two decades in public relations and marketing, and she used to write as a contributor for the Huffington Post, where she had so many scoops with our favorite Bravo celebrities. And now she has a blog, Shira's Got the Scoop, and I came across her while reading some gossip on Southern Charm, and also Mm -hmm. a recent scoop she got on Real Housewives of New York, which we will get to. So welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, I really enjoyed writing about Southern Charm for a while. It's so crazy behind the scenes and recently I shifted to a lot of um, Real Housewives of New York but yes Southern Charm there's just there's been a lot going on. Do you think Thomas is gone for good or will the allegations of rape against him have to be found to be like in court to be true? So so the whole thing I actually spoke with like a legal expert about this Um, you know we don't really know what the full story is there are, you know, allegations, um, and we're waiting for this Charleston investigation, police investigation to conclude. But my legal expert friend said that because there were settlements, you know, because, um, you know, he privately settled with with some of these women, that once there's a, a financial settlement, very often it puts the kibosh on the investigation because they're like, well, what is, you know, it's really hard to investigate this when he decided to privately settle this. Um, right. So I, I think, unfortunately, they're not going to be able to, to prove anything. And what's going to happen is I think next season he'll be back and that will be part of the storyline. Yeah. Uh, That's what I think. Do you think people would actually stop watching? Well, the other thing is that, you know, he's not talking to Patricia and Whitney now. So, okay, so so let me just and backtrack. They have control. Yeah, so he may not be on at all. Like, they may, I think what would happen, okay, so this is the, uh, my other alternate theory is that Bravo will ask him to, will encourage him to write a letter of resignation, because they don't usually like to fire people. They're very non-confrontational. So I think they'll ask mm-hmm. him to write a letter of resignation and um, and he, he'll do that and then, you know, won't be coming back um, because 
and I, I really think that the, the investigation is not going to find anything on him. Um, but I think that he'll be encouraged to resign because he is not speaking with Patricia and Whitney. So I don't know how that can, how that can carry on. Yeah. So there are two oh, ways man. that it can go. I mean, it can go that they build it into the storyline or, you know. Oh, it is such a dirty storyline. I don't want to watch about rape allegations and him pretending that none of it's true when it pretty much sounds like it is. You know, I was just shocked watching the reunion when so many of his friends were saying that he has a dark side Mm -hmm. and can be can kind of turn on a dime. And that's what all of these stories say is that he was totally nice until he wasn't. And then he just flipped a switch. Right, exactly. And it's like right now it's just very it's, you know, the truth is not revealed to the audience. We don't know. We don't know exactly what the full, I, you know, it's really even hard for me to, to address this. Cause like, you know, once there are allegations, you know, everyone has really, nobody really wants to see Thomas back at this point, but, um, but he has been an integral part of Haymaker's storyline. the cast. Yeah. And the other thing is, he has been. I mean, let's be honest, this show has always been, you know, about the good old boys, the producers, they're all male and it hasn't been until this season it hasn't really been a you know championing women storyline this season everything turned around yeah it's so interesting that they're having their me too moment because i view this franchise on bravo to be the most backwards in terms of where society is they like kind of Think about the good old days where men wore tuxes and women showed their decolletage right. and, you know, uh, all this stuff and proper, you know, etiquette. And it just seems so, like, old school. Yeah. And then the whole, like, you don't, you stand by your man, you don't say anything bad about them. Everything Elizabeth has been doing with regards to JD, right. that's what I think of. And now to see the women stand up for themselves and say, you've been gaslighting me. You tell me that I'm crazy. I know I'm not crazy. It's been refreshing. Yeah. And so that's the thing. I Actually, it's funny that Andy discussed that at the reunion, the whole Me Too thing, because I wrote an article at the beginning of the season saying, you know, will Southern Charm be affected by the whole Me Too, Time's Up culture. Um, And, you know, I talked about this um, before the allegations even came to light regarding Thomas. So, um, I mean, I I sense that things were going to have to turn around. But, you know, this the the male producers of the show wanted to call this Southern Gentleman. They wanted it to focus on the men. Um, That was the whole thing from the beginning. And the whole, it was the whole, you know, attitude around the show is boys will be boys and you know these are young players and just kind of favored the men just trying to have a good old time exactly and it just it's turned and i think i i would assume that the producers are probably just catching up with the times and think that it's something that the viewers will want to see because many of the viewers are women right as opposed to them actually having some sort of epiphany about <laughs> yeah, the dangers of, you know, extreme patriarchy. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see how Patricia has made it. I mean, she's really changed a little bit with this in terms of like yes. welcoming, you know, Catherine and her. The, the, yeah, you know, she actually liked it's funny. I've connected with her on Instagram and she liked my article where I talked about the Me Too movement and how Southern Charm may you know face growing pains this season. Um, so I think, you know, she has really changed a little bit with the times too. And everybody has been shaped by the, and Cameron being apologetic at the reunion and crying. Yes. I mean, she was a real mean girl to Catherine before that, you know? Yes. That was the most honest thing I've seen out of Cameron ever. Yeah. I feel like she puts on a front Mm -hmm. to be this cute, funny, sweet Southern girl who can just hang with the boys and, you know, is nothing's a big deal. She's the cool girl. And, you know, she comes up with these storylines because her life just doesn't fit into the rest of the cast. And I don't know, it all seems so produced. And then to see her on the reunion talk about how bad she had been towards Catherine. Yeah, I hope she really fully realizes that. that because I really thought of her in the past as like this mean girl, but also 
you know, acting like a male chauvinist pig, a female male chauvinist pig, favoring the guys. And, oh, you know, she had that boys will be boys attitude and being harsher on the women. And I really hated that. So, yes. But she is the person who stuck up for Chelsea last year when Shep grabbed her to make out. Right. And Chelsea did not want to. And she called Shep out and was like, that is not okay. You cannot do that. And I thought it was interesting that Shep said that he'd been reassessing his behavior the last 20 years. Yeah. No, that's good. (laughs) After the whole Me Too movement. That is good because truthfully, I interviewed Shep last season and it was right before that episode aired with the whole Chelsea thing. And he and I brought it up and he was very defensive and very angry. He actually really did not like me on the basis of that interview. (laughs) Um, No, because I asked him about why he was so tough with Craig and I asked him why he was, um, you know, I asked him about that whole uncomfortable thing with Chelsea and he was like, oh, that was a big deal out of nothing. Nothing happened. Da, 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 da. And now he's singing a different tune. And the truth is, he seems more humbled this season. I even tweeted something about that out. I think, you know, I think he and I are on good terms now. Um, because, I mean, I, I do see that he has, he's humbled himself. He was a little too self-assured and cocky. And I think that this, yeah. I think the Me Too movement, you know, I mean, what he said at the reunion, and you know, rethinking his behaviors that's good. You know, was that a little over the line? Was she a little too drunk? Should I have not bought her another drink? Should I have not been as forceful? You know, so many things and questions, but I'm glad that they're addressing it. The person who did not seem to get that was Craig and also Austin in a way. Yeah. Yeah. No, Craig said you something know, about the women being, you know, he, assholes. Yeah. It, he literally called them assholes. He's like, these are a bunch of nice guys. Right. You know, and, and the women were the ones that changed. He has a lot of contempt for Naomi. Yeah, I think he's just so angry at Naomi that it's coming out. Like, he's coming out as, like, he sounds like an incel. You know, like, he's just totally... Yes. He, he seems to hate women right now. <laughs> he's just so mad at her, and he needs to let go of it. Yeah, I mean, she has a right to be, she, you know. Yeah, she has a right to not want to date him. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and, and the whole thing about him being more accomplished, you know, sorry, but they're, you know, she's pretty accomplished. She's working on, um, I mean, she's, in, I don't know if she's finishing up school now, but I mean, she, a woman has a right to want to, you know, want someone who's more motivated, not even about accomplished, but somebody who has more drive. And yeah. he drops a lot of the things that he starts. So she has a right to her feelings. He seems to have a real problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's I'm not a psychologist, but like, I don't know if it's like ADHD, but like an actual difficulty concentrating and following through. Yeah. Not that he doesn't want to. He like can't. Yes. And so to see him kind of repeat this pattern in every facet of his life is, is kind of painful. Yeah, no, it definitely is. <laughs> And speaking of mental illness and breakdowns, Mm -hmm. I think it might be good to transition into talking about Real Housewives of New York, which starts with Brethany saying she is having a nervous breakdown. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's so funny because there's so many people who are, I noticed that like the Bethany apologists out there, like my friend Kate Casey, who I don't know if you know her, familiar with her podcast. Oh, I am, yes. yeah. So, oh, I didn't, you know her? She's so yeah, cool. Yeah, so Kate, so I, I speak to Kate a lot, and um, she uh, she loves Bethany, and she feels, she really understands her. I think the people that really understand Bethany or really, you know, champion Bethany, um, you know, are able to, under, to, to to just get behind the psychology of, like, how she feels. But other people are just so aggravated by her. I'm, I'm in the, I'm, I'm aggravated by both of them this season. I think that... yeah. You know, I'm in the middle. Yeah, because I feel like Carol's definitely not the ride or die friend that like Sonia has proved to be with 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 um, Bethany, where she just she's like, okay, she's going through something. I kind of understand her. Look, Bethany made Sonia cry, but Sonia has like stuck by Bethany. You know, Sonia's like a loyal puppy dog. Yeah, um, and you know, there are a lot of things about Sonia that I don't like. I think she she's very nosy and she makes these passive aggressive jabs at some of the other housewives, but. But she's really stuck with Bethany, so that says something, you know, about her character. Whereas, like, Carol was really not able to deal... It was just too... You know when someone's exhausting and, and you just feel... Yeah. Bethany is exhausting. And truthfully, I would not have... I would do probably be doing the same thing as Carol. 
right. um, because I can't handle that kind of personality, you know, well, whereas other people understand Dorinda her. said something interesting because Bethany opened up to Dorinda in that opening scene where she's crying and trying to get it together. And Dorinda said, Bethany is used to having an ally, but a lot of us has been in situations now with Bethany where maybe she hasn't been so kind. So we're less tolerant yes. to being kind. Yes. And that released, I'm like, that is it. She has burned every bridge. And when you do that, how can you expect people to be there for you? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, she's so rough around the edges. And I think that if you can't, if you're like, there are people who are like, okay, you know what? That's Bethany. I've accepted that's part of her personality. And I think Sonia was able to do that. But then there are other people who are like, I don't need this. And this makes me feel bad about myself. And I think it's just all about how much you can tolerate. Right. Of her madness. And Carol was probably like, it's fine because she doesn't do that to me. But then she started to do it to Carol. She started picking on her relationship, commenting on her clothes and her hair and her eyelashes. Yeah. And Carol's like, let me just be me. But you know what? I haven't been like so in love with Carol this season either. Like, the one, you know what? You know what it was? It was one comment that just really bothered me when she was repeating to Dorinda that Sonia said she looked fat. You know, that Sonia said Dorinda looked fat. I'm like, I'm like, you don't repeat that to someone. I don't know. I mean, like, I understand they do that. She's weird about food and body yeah. stuff. Yeah, like she's not sensitive Carol. to that stuff because she's... No. And the, the thing, though, like on the other side of like to Bethany's, like what she's saying, someone pointed out on Twitter last night and I... I really spent a lot of time thinking about this, Mm -hmm. that like Bethany is exhibiting classic signs of like depression and anxiety. And Carol is like someone with depression, anxiety's worst nightmare because she's like carefree. Nothing seems to bother her. And she actually calls out like, Hey, you've got this wonderful child and all these properties and a booming business. Why are you upset? And that's like really unhelpful when someone's going through something as if Yeah, that was a dumb you know, comment. You, I noticed that you can't be depressed when you have wealth. So <laughs> it's like I was like, Oh no, come on, Carol. And they didn't seem to resolve anything. It's like Bethany is too high strung and uptight to even have the kind of conversation that I think Carol needs to move forward. You're right. I mean, it's true. When she said that, she made that comment, like, Bethany has this and that and the other thing. And she, she, I guess she just doesn't really understand. She's not compassionate enough for someone like Bethany. But Bethany is a very high maintenance. She's so high maintenance. Exactly. She is. Yeah, you have to be able to roll with that. I mean, the truth of the matter is, like, I don't know that I would be able to to deal with someone like Bethany. I, I actually met Bethany once very, very quickly in person. And she shook my hands at her talk show. Um, but, you know, and I thought she was, she seemed a little nervous. You know, she was about to go on air. But, yeah. She's just wound so tight. I can't imagine being in her presence. I think when she's having a good time, then I really like that Bethany. But I don't see it enough on The Housewives anymore. I only see her when she's stressed. Yes. Or judging. She's, very she's either judgy. like stressed and a victim or she's judging how everyone else lives their lives. I think you're right. I think she's like too judgmental for me. Like she just scares me. And I would just be like, oh, like I would feel like so criticized and picked apart. I'm not good with that kind of thing. So I, I think yeah. that was the same thing with Carol. Like well, with Carol is more like I'm easy breezy and I can't deal with this kind of a thing. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure why they work together initially so well. I think Bethany was drawn to someone who is easy breezy because that's what she yearns for. Like that's why she does yoga and all this stuff. And I think Carol like just likes to have fun and is fascinated by Bethany. Yeah. Like she's the, probably the most interesting person in terms of like her life story. You know, one of the more interesting people. And I think Carol kind of initially came on as like an anthropological study. She's like, ooh, I'm a journalist. This group of women sounds so interesting. Let me see how this plays out. And she's like, was kind of on the outside for so long. And then now is kind of in the muck of it with like Tinsley. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so it's like, who are you really? Are you like that super authentic, cool journalist chick with a head on her shoulders? Or are you like going to clubs with Tinsley and drinking at 9 a.m.? 
because that's what she does. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think that, you know, she has a good relationship with Tinsley because Tinsley is a good compliment to her. Like, she's also, you know, kind of light and a little, I mean, I guess Teth, uh, Tinsley has her neuroses too, but I think, like, they balance each other out. They both have that, like, light thing, you know, and, and they have fun together. And I think that they will be friends after this show, just like, I do just like too. Heather Thompson and, and Carol are friends, you know? Yes. So speaking of drinking, because that was the other fight, this must have been disastrous for the film crew. Because yes, they got both things going this, at the like, same time. One table and there's these two huge, like huge, huge of the season scale fights. And they're trying to like with the different mic booms and everything get capture it all. I was thinking so they should get a one, reward for that, you know, an award for that. They, I mean, that was Emmy worthy. Yes. I mean, it was epic editing and sound mixing. And it was like a stage, you know, like those Broadway shows where you see one you see things going on concurrently. Oh, in different like compartments of yes. it. Yeah, that's what it reminded like me. Like in of. Chicago. <laughs> exactly, it reminded me of that. Yes, and it was beautiful. <laughs> they should have had a third crew on uh, Tinsley and um, Sonia because apparently Sonia kissed Tinsley on the lips and we missed it. <laughs> we missed the whole thing. Yeah, it was like that was like the least exciting thing to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so while Bethany and Carol are like fighting over nothing, they're just, you know, is there's a wall up. No, there's an erosion. Like right. how many different ways can you describe a friendship ending? Um, and then there was um, Dorinda, who we all know drinks a lot. Yes. But I think the problem isn't her drinking. It is how mean she gets when she does drink. And so Luann kind of sensed her, like, flipping. But you know what's interesting? I didn't see – so I – okay, I know what, what Lou was talking about, but I didn't see Dorinda already starting that at that point. I didn't either, and that's why Dorinda was so upset. She's like, I know I can be horrible, but, like, that wasn't me getting there. Yeah, I feel like Dorinda hadn't started I've, that. Yes. And, um, and, she and hadn't. So I don't I think. I was team Dorinda on this one because it seemed like – Luann was being really hypocritical, criticizing Dorinda's drinking when Luann just had a problem. So I feel like, you know, I, I think she started I off think it came from somewhere else. Like, I don't think she was really commenting on Dorinda in that moment. I think Dorinda's just continuously bringing alcohol around her and joking about it. Yes. In a way that none of the other women have. Like, she's not taking Luann's sobriety seriously. And maybe that's because now she's saying, hey, Luann had told me, you know, I'll be drinking in a couple of months. Like, back then, she had told Dorinda, apparently. So maybe that's why Dorinda is behaving this way. But, like, when they went to her, yay, you're out of rehab um, retreat, there was alcohol right when you walk in. Like, that's such an easy thing right. to fix. And then, you know, every time they go out, oh, you don't mind if I have a drink. It's no big deal. Like, just telling her what she thinks before she's even able to articulate how she feels. Yeah, I, I just think, though, that, you know, Lou was being, Lou came across as, like, hypocritical, bringing that up yeah. in that way. So for that moment, I was team Dorinda, but, but... But overall, overall, yeah, I think, and I've spoken to Dorinda, but she's, you know, I love her. She seems, I yeah, she's very, she's sober her. when I speak with her, but she seems to have a problem when she goes out with these women. Um, yeah. And, you know, I know that like, she's really hurting from a lot of things that her castmates did this season. And I, I you know, I think it's gonna be interesting at the reunion because they hadn't really, a lot of people weren't talking during the year between when they filmed and when they wrapped, you know, I mean, they like they, okay, they. You know, they spoke during filming, but I think after film, after they wrapped, they hadn't spoken until really the reunion. A lot of them. Um, wow. Like I know Dorinda and Ramona are like real life friends, but I don't think Dorinda spoke with Bethany or with, um, and she's friends with Carol and Tinsley actually too. But she hadn't spoken with Sonia. They're not like off camera friends. Yeah. At all. And it sounds like her and Luann definitely. And her and Luann not were not talking, and she and Bethany were for sure not talking. Bethany actually blocked everyone on social media at one point. But now she's Luann's spokesman. Now that uh, Luann is back in rehab. Well, yeah, she was talking. So. Bethany was talking to Lu Luann, <laughs> but basically Bethany had blocked um, Dorinda 
and uh, Carol. Carol and Tinsley. Ramona. Yeah, everyone. Black yeah. Tinsley, but, um, and Ramona, right. But she was still in touch with Sonia and Luann. And it's interesting because remember the whole thing with Sonia calling Sonia, saying Sonia had a cheater brand and her yeah. her past relationship with Luann. And now she's very close with Luann. So it just it's interesting. I don't trust women who can't keep friendships. I don't trust men who can't keep friendships. I don't, if you don't know someone for like a long period of time or have no one in your life who is loyal to you, like it says something about you. You don't have to have like so many friends, but like one. Right. Well, you know, the truth of the matter is girls go, girls do like friendships do change between women. A lot of women will be like very close with somebody and then, you know, and have a falling out. It happens all the time. There are these two comedians that I love who were like a duo and they're not, you know, I, I don't, I can't mention their names, but they're not really working together now because they had a falling out. And, you know, it happens. But when it happens with so many people, that's when you have to question. Exactly. Right. You have to have some, someone has to stick. Exactly. That's sort of what, it's not that like you can't have falling outs with other people. You just have to have like, your ride or die, as Carol would say. Yeah, but I mean, to, to Bethany's credit, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she has, I've, I've heard that she has like long-standing, long friendships with people, but not the women that she filmed with. So maybe, oh, maybe these, like not, like, yeah, not famous people. Not these, not, not this crew that we see on TV. So, um, you know, and, and that's what, you know, someone like Kate Casey was telling me who really likes Bethany understands her. She just says, you know, she can't relate to the other women that she's filming with. It's, I mean, she has, she has like, she has one best friend who she's been close with, like since childhood. I think it's just, you know, it's an interesting mix because Bethany picked herself up from her bootstraps and here she is with Dorinda. With all these women who've been handed things. Yeah. Dorinda has has money from her husband or, or from her, you know, younger days. Tinsley was born into money. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, Bethany. Carol's a princess. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that. You know, Bethany had a hard time relating to, you know, people who um, have very different backgrounds than her. But it's interesting because now that she's getting along with Luann, it kind of makes sense because Luann didn't grow up. From what I understand, she didn't grow up wealthy. She used to be that nurse in Connecticut. Yeah, no, she's just from like, you know, Connecticut, normal person, French Canadian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like six siblings or something. You know. I think that like now, like they went through like their growing pains and I think that now they've figured out how to get along. The same thing with, mm-hmm. the same thing with Sonia. They've accepted, they're like, okay, these are Bethany's quirks. Okay, Bethany doesn't really mean it. Like we'll be, okay. I think they've gone through such hard times together that they know how to deal with one another. And there's that rumor now that Beth, that I'm sorry, that, um, that Jill Zarin is returning. I don't know if that's true at all, but people are saying that Jill Zarin is in talks with Bravo. Um, I would love to see that. That would be fascinating. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, Jill also has I figured out see, how to navigate. Like all the positive things about Bethany again. I want to see her, like her authentic self. And I think we can't see it because, like, she's not able to film with her daughter. Right. So we don't see her in the role that she's most comfortable and proud of. Right. And, you know, everyone's tired about hearing about Skinny Girl. We know it's amazing. You know, everyone's impressed by it, but it's just enough already. And then she's constantly filming with people that she doesn't get along with. So we're seeing her in her defensive mode, and that's not fun. I want to see her in, like, her true, authentic, funny self. But I also don't think that, like, your trauma and past experiences give you an excuse to treat people poorly. And she uses it as an excuse a lot. And that's one thing I just can't quite get behind with her. But I think she's the funniest, for sure. Yeah, she's really funny. She has these great one-liners. I mean, we want we need to see more of that and less of the crying. But at the same time, like, I don't know, some of us appreciate these emotionally, f- I guess emotional fragility to a point is what we appreciate. Because we can relate to that. I mean, I'm not the most, yeah. you know, unfortunately, like, I think these, like, I think when, if Carol had said to me, like, Sonia says that you're looking fat, I would be like, I'd punch her out, you know? I, I don't know yeah. that I can handle some of these women. I was wondering, so before we move on to the OC, I saw that you had written a story 
about Brian Krause, yes. the guy with the red scarf who was at speed dating and that the ladies were fighting over two episodes ago. Tell me how you found him. Well, it's so funny because, okay, when I when I wrote for the Huffington Post, I would um, I con- would contact Bravo PR and say, can you put me in touch with, you know, I worked very well with them for a, for a while, like towards the end, it got a little more difficult, but um, but you know, I, they really just gave me interviews and now it's, you know, now I'm really starting this venture on my own and, um, I have to just find people. I mean, if, it's hard cause like, you know, I'm, this is a new thing and, P, and PR departments don't get back to me. Um, with Brian Krause, I mean, that wasn't through, like, he's such an ancillary character, obviously, he was just on one of one episode um and now they're talking about him but i just contacted him on instagram and i said hey um my name is sheer weiss i used to write for the post and he wrote back to me and said that he was actually thinking of publishing something and just like on his own blog and um which i don't know i can't give your the link to your your listeners but because i don't know it but he he said he was thinking of publishing something just to say like this is what really happened because he was a little pissed yeah because there's always a different story and yeah he was really kind of given a label <laughs> that's not very positive yeah. about being tom number two and it sounds like he was actually only interested in carol not that night, but after when they had been set up, wasn't interested in Ramona, was on friendly terms with Bethany, and Bethany kind of made it into something it wasn't. Well, you know what? I mean, my take is a little bit Is that what happened? No, my take is a little bit different. I think, I mean, okay, so you know how, like, a guy will show interest and be flirty, and then if you make too big of a deal about it, he'll say, wait a minute, I was just, you know, I think he was playing the field a little bit, um... And I okay. think he was initially interested in, I think he was initially interested in Bethany, but, um, but, you know, I think she made, she exaggerated his, she exaggerated the extent of his interest, I think. And I'm not, sh- you know, I'm not really sure because I didn't see all the text, but what he provided me with were some screenshots that show that Bethany was contacting him. She, she was saying, initiating it. Yeah. Yeah, and was suggesting it was like, hey, I can I can go to lunch with you. You know, I have my daughter this day, but I can go to lunch with you this. And she was initiating these texts to him, and he said, and she asked him like, oh, I heard Ramona went out to drinks with you after the speeding event. He said, yeah, you know, nice lady, but zero interest. Uh, and then and then he mentioned to her that he had gone on a blind date with Carol. He didn't meet her at the speed dating, but. Um, but Rory set him. Rory, the matchmaker, set him up with Carol after the event, and he said, "Yeah, I was very intrigued by Carol." So then Bethany says, "Okay, I'm going to back away." Now Bethany, yeah. defend, so Bethany's defenders said, "Well, that's exactly what Bethany said on camera," but but I didn't think so. I think that I think on camera Bethany made it seem like he was pursuing her and like yes stalking her totally um, and then said it in front of everyone after carol talked about going on this great date with him right now carol was also acting like he was so in love with her which also was stupid but yeah that was very very odd yeah i mean he i think he's i think he's a bit of a player i mean well so it's not, i mean he was he's a divorcee i think he's just getting to know women and i think he wasn't putting too much into it but bethany made it seem like He's really pursuing me. And I think he initially was probably interested in Bethany, but not to the extent that she made it seem. Well, thank you for setting the record straight and doing, you know, all of that investigative work. Yeah, I, I mean, the that. truth is, I've... you know, you never know what if there were more texts than what he showed me. I mean, right. you know, I'm keeping an open mind. And, and I don't yeah, like I mean, Right. I wouldn't want people to think I don't like Bethany because I do. Um, But no, this article, if Bethany sees it, she may hate me. But, you know, what can you do? Yeah. (laughs) So it's very fun to watch them date. I really like the speed dating episode. And I love now moving to Real Housewives of the OC seeing um, some single ladies again shannon and kelly and kelly seems to be getting out there and it sounds like shannon eventually gets out there and i love that yeah they were in such unhappy marriages for so long and no one deserves that it's not good for the the guys it's not good for their kids you know 
it's not good for them. And it's also like, it would be great to see how Shannon and um, Kelly hang out together, which I think they do this season. Um, and that's brand new. So I like that. I, lo- I think they're people who like to have a lot of fun. And I don't think all the housewives are into like the level of fun, like not just getting drunk, just like laughing, being silly, behaving a little bit inappropriate for your age, whatever. It's fun to watch. Well, we know that I'm like, we know that, you know, Vicky, right? And we just saw how Vicky and Kelly had a little blow up. Yeah. So w- what do you think about that? Uh, well, I think Vicky definitely broke girl code. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's, it's one of those things that it's hard you know, I could see how Vicky got herself into that situation, but I think by, by like, you know, going out to on a double date with like the with her with Kelly's ex husband, she definitely that seems gr- to be where she she drew the like that's where the line is. I feel like okay, you have someone's ex husband at a barbecue that has fifty people, fine. Someone else that you know starts dating him because they met at your house fine i still think you should have given kelly a heads up that like you still spend time with michael yes you know like it's weird when two people break up i don't think you should expect them to choose sides but just let them know that like hey you know i I do see them you know it doesn't mean they're sitting around talking about the demise of the relationship but then to double date and not tell kelly is weird yeah i think that was pretty awful I, I definitely know. think that, like, most people – I mean, I saw the watch what happens live afterwards on the guest – I think it was Bridget Nielsen uh, – not Bridget Nielsen. Oh, Bridget Everett. Right, Bridget Everett, right. So Bridget, Love her. Oh, yeah. she's, like, one of my favorites. So she said – she was like, Vicky definitely broke girl code. And I think Vicky definitely did. It wasn't right of Yeah. Her. And I see why Kelly it was It wasn't. Angry. All she had to do was say, you know, Steve – became really good friends with Michael and like spending time with him, you know, they suggested, cause I'm, I'm sure it came from that. She's like, we yes. became friends with Michael. Like that's where it came from. All you have to say is like, you know what? My boyfriend gets along with your ex-husband. They're going to hang out. I'm going to be there sometimes. What do you think about that? And then go from there. Cause Terrible I'm sure Kelly idea. would be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I think like the whole, the way that she did it with like behind her back and she didn't tell her. Yeah. Like, it was just that's, all wrong. Because then it seemed like she knew she was doing something wrong if she didn't mention it. Uh, these it's ladies. a really bad move. So, <laughs> yeah. But definitely. one good move that Vicky had was her apology to Eddie. It was the first time I think I'd ever seen her truly apologize without saying but. It was so funny because she had Bible verses and her only Vicky could like come in an ostrich coat and, they and Bible even, verses. And they were proper Bible verses. Like, she was quoting Deuteronomy, which is just whatever. And then saying, like, different times where you're not supposed to speak. And <laughs> what I think she was talking about, which is, like, the Hebrew concept of, like, Lashon Hara, yes, which is, like, yes. bad tongue. Mm-hmm. And you know, basically not to gossip. And But she was, like, going kind of jumping all over the place and not <laughs> making any sense. But she was so emotional about it. And, like, you know that Tamara actually really does care about religion and the Bible. So and it was, like, a way to apologize. Like yeah. how, it's true. And, the, and like, Lashon Hara, like, speaking badly about gossiping others in the yes. others is a big part of this show and how it... <laughs> it's, like, how the show works. Exactly. So it's, it's interesting. It's, it's like they all do it and we all buy into it, you know, but it, it it's fine. It was just very funny because then right after this like heartfelt apology and her, you know, kind of going all over the place with sprinklings of the Bible. Yes. And then she's like, you know, I want to start working out again. Can you make my butt like Tamara's? Hey, that's so funny. It's like, how do you go from, like, quoting the Bible? <laughs> Only Vicky. Only Vicky. So funny. Well, yeah, of course. They, she has to keep it light. But it was just really, I, I thought it was hilarious. And it's fun, it, like, especially her elaborate apology with, like, the quoting the Bible and coming in an ostrich jacket. Like, it's just totally. Oh, my gosh. Me. That was an ostrich yes. jacket? <laughs> Well, look so, like that. She's like, I was cold this morning. I was like, why are you wearing fur? This is ridiculous. Um, so what do you think of the new housewives, uh, Gina and Emily? That's so funny that you mentioned that. Because like I was telling, so I was, you know, t- 
Kate and I are always texting each other about these shows. And I was telling her, you know, oh, I like them. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know that they bring so much. But I thought Emily was, I like, I liked Emily. Yeah, I liked Emily because I found her to be relatable, relatable looking. Like I just felt like, you know, we're not, I'd heard that these like women who look like Barbie dolls and who are like, you know, I was always on Instagram flaunting their, you know, all of their material, you know, things. I had heard that they were going to be the new housewives. So when I see these like r- more relatable housewives, to me, it's just like a breath of fresh air. Like, I just want to see people yeah. who I could. Be- she looks normal. Yeah. She's like, right. A normal, like she just, she, she, she I like her. And um, I mean, she's a very, like her relationship with her husband appears to be a little bit strange, but like, Okay, that's also interesting. Oh, like how they how he's like part Mormon and they met and like never dated. Yeah, I mean. And got married. Yeah, that's a bit odd. Um, their chemistry is a little bit I, stilted and awkward. But you know what? At the same time, there's so many couples like that. So I actually really, yeah. I really liked her. And one thing I love, I have, I happen to have um, four boys and two of my boys are twins. She has boy twins also. So I felt like, oh, okay. And actually, I think I, I wrote something to her on Instagram in a comment, like saying fellow mother of twin boys here. Um, so that was interesting. And the fact that she didn't carry her um, her baby, she had her children, her, her sister. Yeah, her sister was her surrogate. That to me was very interesting. I really like her a lot. I really like, I felt terrible that she had gone through like six miscarriages. Yeah. I mean, that is a lot. I have a feeling that like she's going to get into some drama with these ladies and we may not like her as much as we do now, but I, but right. you know, I, I think she seemed like a and good she, addition. Yeah. She seems a good addition is different than liking someone. Yeah. I, I, I personally liked her. I was like, okay, you know, I'm intrigued. And then Gina, what I liked about Gina was that she had this New York accent. <laughs> so funny. And I'm like, okay, good. Like a Long Island girl who happens to live here. I thought she was cute and endearing. Um, and she like, she had a, you know, a nice smile. Her kids were cute. So I'm interested in her story. Also, um, her husband apparently filed for divorce, like after filming. So that makes it more interesting as well, because I did not know that. Yeah. And it's because how he's like never there. He's gone during the week. Right. And so of course they, I'm sure once he filed for divorce right after filming, I'm sure they went back in and made certain edits to, because they always do that. Like to show yeah. us the foreshadowing of this, the relationship demise. Yeah. Um, because, um, and it's interesting because they showed pictures, but they don't show the husband's face. I saw that. I was wondering if he like was, I don't know, never signed the paperwork right, or exactly. something. Right. So the reason why they, they will not be showing him because he has a very high profile job um, that would never allow him to participate in this kind of a show. So that's what I heard. Which is crazy because she probably knew, like, he'll never be on this and he's going to hate this and I'm going to do this anyway. Right. I mean, this it's interesting because... Which is her right. Right. And I wonder if she had any inkling that, you know, they were going to get divorced because a lot of women do look at this as their next, you know, oh, I'm getting divorced. What should I do next? Um, so... Yeah. I, and so before their divorce, they'd like Jules Weinstein. Right. Mm-hmm. She definitely knew something was not going well. She pretends like she didn't, but I could see it from a mile away. By the way, I loved her. I would love to have her back on on Real Housewives of New York. I don't know. I loved her. (laughs) I just thought she was interesting. We didn't get to see her whole story. I like the fact that... Yeah, we didn't get to know a lot about her. But they just made her edit just be talking about being Asian and Jewish. And that was it. Yeah, and I also liked... I mean, I grew up... I'm not really so religious anymore but i grew up modern orthodox so i like the fact that she was like she considered herself that i thought that was interesting i wanted to explore that more and i felt like her time on the show was cut short yeah which is probably for the better for her kids yeah probably for the better with the way that divorce is going (laughs) they're gonna need a little help right exactly (laughs) so wanted to wrap up with Below Deck Mediterranean, which I haven't talked about on this podcast before, but I am a huge fan of. I have not seen the previous seasons, definitely need to go back, but I'm very into this season. Well, did you see that I got, that I interviewed Captain Sandy for my blog? Yes. Yeah, that was great. And Captain Sandy has liked a bunch of the podcast Instagram posts, and I messaged her and was like, would love to talk to you sometime and like hear about how you became such a badass woman. 
she didn't respond yet. Oh, okay. Well, so, can... Sandy, if you're listening. <laughs> you're all right, sir. Um, I'll, I'll She's you. so great. I really like her. I like her style. I like her honesty. I like her kindness and compassion. Yeah, she's great. I mean, there are things that are like, okay, so people are really divided on her. A lot of people think she's like unnecessarily picking on Hannah and she's favoring Jow. I can't even pronounce his name. Jowow. <laughs> over, um, over Conrad and... Um, I mean, she's gotten a lot of pushback, I would say, from people on social media. But I really like her. I mean, I think you have to be... I mean, would they question it if it was Captain Lee? Right, exactly. That's how I feel. I feel that, and I wrote about this last year, I think that she was getting, last year especially, this chauvinist edit where, you know, the... Or maybe it was just that Hannah was... The women were not responding to her well. And I think it's because... Even if they don't realize this and it's subconscious, they have a different reaction to her because she's a female captain and they have different expectations for her. And I don't think they would question it if she was a Captain Lee. In your article, you mentioned that they call her Sandy and how she thinks she said that she thought that was a mistake. She thought it would be more informal and personable, but she thinks it actually led to a situation where they didn't respect her as a captain. Well, I think what she said was that, you know, I let them call me Sandy, but now, you know what, not having that next season because they, because I I was not treated with respect and I think I need to, and she wasn't being pompous or anything about it. She was saying like, I wanted to be on on a really nice, friendly level with them, but I think I have to you know, draw the line because um, because I'm not getting the respect that a captain should get. Well, what was interesting in this week's episode is that she was getting the respect when Hannah wasn't there. And everything seemed to be going so much smoother with the guests, with the picnic, with the food, with figuring out when the guests were eating. Everything seemed to be going more smoothly without Hannah, including Sandy's relationship with everyone. You know, everyone just kind of pitched in and it wasn't dramatic. And when things like that happen, it makes me wonder, okay, is Hannah the problem? Yeah, and I... I I think I mean it's funny because a lot of people really like Hannah, but I just feel like she has a she has an attitude that I really that really rubs me the wrong way sometimes, and I can see why Captain Sandy is getting annoyed because she questions everything that Captain Sandy says. I'm wondering, and I really like Kate Chastain. I'm wondering if Kate would be would work well with Captain Sandy. I think she would. I love Kate. Yeah, I interviewed her actually last season of Below Deck, and. and I, she was great. Like, I just feel like she's very no-nonsense. She wants to get... At the end of the day, she yeah. wants things to run smoothly. So I'm wondering yes. if they would work. Maybe if you do get a chance to interview Captain Sandy, since I didn't ask this question, yes. maybe you can ask her what she thinks of Kate. Oh, my gosh. I think I think they would be such a good pair because Kate, I think, is just very professional. She doesn't let her private feelings, like, really kind of get in the way, and she always puts a good face forward for the guests. Yeah, so, you know what, after we get off the phone, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write to Captain Stanley and suggest that she that um, she does get back to you because I think that would be yes. a great question to ask her. I really, I'm curious. What's interesting is like, you know, Captain Sandy did set the record straight about certain things wouldn't fly on a like, okay, this, you know, this is a TV show. And there are certain things that like Adam gets a preference sheet and, you know, and he really has to make whatever the guests say. And it's really, it's really impossible. But Captain Sandy did tell me that, you know, on most charters, there's a there's a set menu like this is these are the options. And no, you cannot ask for white gumballs because we will not be able to get them for you. You know, these are the options. This is what we have. These are the provisions for the boat. So there are a lot of things that don't necessarily, you know, happen on on charters outside of a TV show. Um, Right. I've always wondered that. Yeah. And, you know, she did kind of concede to me that she would have probably fired somebody who lied about their resume experience, but that, you know, she was, these are the cards she was dealt. These are the, the, you know, kind of picked by production. Yeah. And she had, you know, you can't really swap these people out in the middle of the ocean and get, you know, new crew, especially when you're filming a TV show. So I think she was really restricted by the filming and the production picking the people that she worked with. It's always interesting to think of like how many of these people just want to be on TV and how many want to be on TV and want to be in yachting. Right. Because there are people who want both. 
Right. And, you know, it, you know, she didn't really like Conrad so much because Conrad is not at all. Right. Yeah. He's not passionate about um, this is not really what he wants to do. He wants to his father is like a real estate. I'm not sure about this. But I think his father's a real estate magnet, whatever it is his father does. That's what he wants he's to like, do. I want to do that. Yeah. And he's just doing yeah. this now to, to, you know, get some money. And it's not where his passion lies. And she was very turned off by that. And that's part of the reason why she's like not so into Conrad, I think. And, you know, also, I mean, the main reason, you know, she told me the main reason is because he really would slack off when he was, like, wrapped up with Hannah. With Hannah. Yeah. Which is understandable that, you know, you, you're there to do a job and she's, and the boss is frustrated when you're not doing your job. Yeah. Which then made her like Joao more and made Conrad more pissed off at Joao. Yeah. She said she didn't know. She didn't see how jerky Joao was to the women. She didn't see that because, you know, she didn't hang out with them like that. And she yeah. said that seeing it on TV, she's talked to Joao and been like, what the hell? And he was like, yeah, you don't want to know my, you know, alter ego when I get when I get drunk. And she's like, Let, I don't want to ever see that. Yeah. And I'm not sure why Brooke was so into him. She like, but she said she liked guys that had issues that she could like fix. He, was very, he showed her a sweeter side also. Like we, he did. Yeah. He did. He talked about, you know, growing up in Zimbabwe and some terrible things that happened to his family and, you know, how much he cares about them and how much he does care about his country despite his like, it's been awkward because he's, you know, a white person who's family has lived there for a very long time and yeah that was so sad i mean i actually really like i i, I like when they showed us that side of him like i see what brooke likes about him yeah um but you know and captain sandy said that she watching it she got to see that she also sees that she was very hard on hannah and she apologized to hannah like after watching mm-hmm. herself on tv and said like i was really hard on you um so that should, it should be interesting with a with next week's episode where she gets super angry you know, with Hannah, um, you know, it's interesting to see knowing. Yeah, that- I wasn't sure why she was so mad because she didn't seem to be clear enough with Hannah. Like, yes, don't take multiple hours. But why didn't she get in touch with Hannah earlier instead of letting it go on for five or six or seven hours? My perspective is that she's probably judging Hannah as being with Conrad and being too wrapped up in Conrad and maybe, you know, looking at it as like, uh, as like a day to spend with him i don't know oh totally so we'll, we'll but see. but why didn't she ask hannah to come back earlier and like not let it get to that level well that's one of the questions hopefully you can ask her <laughs> yes <laughs> so, so many so many so we're probably getting to the end of our time i know you are a busy mother of four <laughs> but i have two questions for you final one is who's the most interesting person from the bravo universe who you've interviewed. Oh, okay. So this is a surprising answer. Um, MJ from Shaws of Sunset. I love her. No way. Yeah. Someone was recommending her to be on Watch What Happens Live with Bethany. Oh, I, I just tweeted that out. Oh, was yeah. it you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think she should. Because... Yeah. Um, yeah, I tweeted that out earlier today because I was thinking about that. Because she... Um, I interviewed her last year and... She's just very, very open about her life, like everything painful, painful relationship with her mother, her father dying, her, you know, her weight, her relationship struggles, her inability to get close to to guys, every painful thing, like she rips every Band-Aid off on television and is no holds barred. And she was filming with Asa Sultan, who would not show her life. And yeah. was getting really infuriated by that. And she was very open about that in her interview with me. And I just found her to be so real and so um, talkative and friendly that I just was like, okay, she's my favorite Bravo celebrity. That's awesome. Yeah, I think she's great. And you know what? I once interviewed Megan King Edmonds and I thought she was so so nice also. Um, she she does seem nice. I feel like she gets a bad rap because people didn't like watching her storyline. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that she's not a good person or someone that you would actually want to be friends with in real life. I feel like she was very personable. I like the fact that she had twin boys also, so that's going to now endear me to her. Um, But yeah, like she was just very, when we spoke on the phone, I just felt like, you know, a lot of people I speak with don't like say your name back to, I don't know. She just, it felt more 
friendly. And so I really did like talking to her. And I have to tell you that before I spoke to Jeff Lewis last year, I was terrified like because like it because he's scary. it took a long time to get it set up and you know there are all these rules and I had to you know vet my questions through PR first but he was also really fun on the phone Aww. so actually a lot of these people seem like they'd be and then final question is who okay as long as you don't know spoilers but who do you think Becca is going to choose yeah. in the finale um sadly I think she's going to choose Garrett because she said that Me too. he's the one. He reminds him of her father. Right. That's exactly what yes. I was going to say. That's exactly. Yes. I when she said immediately that, when she said that, I was like, game over. Yeah, because he reminds her of her father. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, it took the words out of my mouth. Because once, because I think a lot of, I mean, not me. I look for the opposite of my father. But I think a lot of people subconsciously look for that, like, father figure. And she loves her father. And you know, and misses him so much. Yeah. I bet she has a lot of guilt because she likes Garrett better and there's no reason for it. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, Garrett seems lovely on the show, but it's just the fact that we found out, you know, afterwards that he um, liked all these racist memes and racist tweets that I don't like him. I I don't want to make excuses for him, but I just wonder how much of a bubble he's lived in. And if he's always been around people that have thought those things are funny and he, like, literally finds them funny and doesn't understand and has just never been exposed. Not that that's an excuse. Well, he also may have cause... different political lean. I was actually thinking about this the other day because I was like, you know, maybe, I mean, they don't talk politics on the show. She could be, like, swept away and then all of a sudden find out, like, oh, yeah. I think she would ask, though, because she is the only bachelorette that's ever put her political beliefs out there. I wonder, I have a feeling, I, my hunch is that, you know, I don't know if we'll ever find this out, but my hunch is that they're so swept away in this experience that that's not something that they discuss. And how, how? I always wonder this. Maybe that's because I live in D.C. and everyone here lives and breathes politics, but I just don't get how they could, like, I feel like they have to have conversations about politics, religion, fertility, like how can you marry, get engaged to someone without having those conversations? Yeah, I, I sadly think that because they're dating multiple guys at the same time and they have certain allotted times with these people, I just have a feeling that I have this weird feeling that that never came up. And I'm wondering how, what her reaction was when she found out he liked all nah, these. Yeah. I mean, we'll find that out. I'm sure. He's totally regardless sweet on of television. if she chooses him or not. He could be great. I mean, he's really sweet on TV, but it just, it bothers me what came out about him. And I really yeah. love the. Jason I want Jason to be the next bachelor so me too I thought he was so great I also really like Blake but Blake is almost a little too perfect and I liked Jason being from Buffalo yeah I just Jason I love is the people one that I Buffalo, found to be the most attractive and like sweetest and I really I just really like Jason he was he was my he was my type I would say <laughs> granted you know I'm probably he was 20 so sweet and I loved his brother and brother-in-law. Yes, Jason would have been a good match, but um, you know, it didn't. It didn't. Whatever. They didn't she have didn't that feel it in her gut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, thank you so much for being on. This was a dream to be able to talk to people that have inter- someone who's interviewed so many of these women and. Shira, you are a ton of fun. Thank you. I'd be happy to always get the scoop. Yeah. Yeah. So, where can we find you on social media? Okay. So, if you follow me at Shira Weiss on Twitter, and I'm Shira's Got the Scoop on Instagram, and my website is Shira's Got the Scoop dot com. If you look up, uh, if you look up my name, Shira Hirschman Weiss, Huffington Post, you can see my old articles. I also, you know, not just Bravo, but I've interviewed other people and done focused on a little bit of religion and other topics um you can find all my you can find my archive if you look me up by name on Huffington Post well thank you so much for for being on the podcast and we'll definitely be in touch okay sounds great so that concludes this week's episode of is this real life Thank you so much for joining. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week.
Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.